All right, welcome back. Right here to Ball Don't Lie, on the Horn. Top of the charts Tuesday. That's when Patrick plays jams that reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. Uh, even hards like this one. Got hard y'all pumped oh, up yeah. on this one. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I like this one too, man. So I like school. this. Yeah. This is Bellamy Brothers? Bellamy Brothers. Bellamy yeah, Brothers. Yeah. Uh-huh. I remember that because they played not just Steiner and Steakhouse. Yeah. I think they're coming back That's in June. Right. Are they coming back? Oh, yeah. Back in June. So my man Rod going to let you know when they coming back <laughs> up. Meet them on that patio. <laughs> right, man. That's a love flow, baby. I like that. Love it. Um, all right. Top of the Charts Tuesday. Thanks to Patrick DJing a Top of the Charts Tuesday. You can be a part of the show. Specs, text lines. The best way to do it. 512-337-3776. We will discuss the way, 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 way too early 2024 mock draft showing the long Horn some love. Also, the Big 12 uh, title odds also look like they're uh, leaning Longhorn. Mm-hmm. Leaning Longhorn there. And uh, David Pollock, he has um, he has he's basically drawn the um, the attention, the unwanted attention, I'm the sure, ire. of Longhorn fans via social media um, because um, he he basically came out against the Longhorns and all of the hype surrounding Texas football this offseason um, because he does not have faith in the Longhorns being a championship contender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not drinking the Kool-Aid. A lot of people are drinking the Kool-Aid. He is not drinking the Kool-Aid. So we'll have a and, Kool-Aid segment here. And Big 12 championship contender. Not national yes. championship contender. <laughs> Two big guys. Because you said championship. I just want people to know he's hating enough to say we don't have a shot in the Big 12. Yeah, yes. he is that dude. Yes, he is also that. Is, that is he much is more hate. Dude. Yes. Uh, oh, the FBI, as he says, Texas is the fifth best team in the country. Hello. So some people have Texas in. He's not part of that voting cast. Big 12 championship <laughs> odds. They he have, didn't enter in the computer. Yes, lofty expectations for no. the Longhorns. Yeah, but David Pollock, not a big fan uh, of the Texas Longhorns uh, Big 12 championship aspirations. So we'll get into that, too. And Puna Ford has a new home. We'll get into all of Love that coming up here at the top of the 4 o'clock. What you got coming up for the people in Hard Knock Life? I know a lot of people around here may not want to hear, but we're going to have our man Jared. Sadler back on to talk about mm-hmm. how them Texas Rangers. Hey, man. Texas Rangers, first place Texas Rangers, Speak on. are continuing to roll on. They're through the first month of April. Now they're in May, and let's see how often they can keep this thing rolling. So we'll talk to him about that and find out a little bit more about what's going on up in Arlington. Uh, yeah, so looking forward to that. All right, gentlemen, let's get to. Uh, these way too early 2024 mock drafts here because uh, these are pretty fun. So, obviously, this is a little silly this early on. That's why I call it the way too early mock draft. So, Love if you're it. taking it too seriously, I want to spec text line, you might need to check yourself, right? Don't mm-hmm. take it too seriously. Mm-hmm. It's just fun to have the hypothetical conversation and to uh, have the kind of the thought experiment of a way too early 2024 mock draft. So, the first one, and I got Dane Brugler's. Uh, Pro Football Focus had one, Sharp Football, and Touchdown Wire. So I have four of them that we can go over. Uh, the first one, Pro Football Focus's mock draft, uh, showed love to Longhorns with three first-round picks in their way too early Ooh. 2024 mock draft. Yeah, I know. They three drink a lot of Kool-Aid. Yeah. Um, the first one, JT Sanders to the Chargers mm-hmm. at 18. And obviously, like I said, like, how do you know what they're going to pick? They're just they're theorizing. Just thinking, yep. Yeah, they're just projecting where these teams are going to finish, and then they make the picks. JT Sanders, uh, they have picked at 18 with the Chargers. Quinn Ewers, they're going to the Minnesota Vikings, 21st overall pick. Interesting. And X-Man, Xavier Worthy, they got him going to the 
Philadelphia Eagles. Of course, at thirty-one. That they actually need another wide that receiver. Say, <laughs> that actually might make a little sense because they do like themselves yeah. uh, some of those wide receivers. All right. So, what are your thoughts about the Pro Football Focus mock draft? J.T. Sanders. They got him at eighteen. Quinn Ewers at twenty-one. Xavier Worthy. They got him at. 31 overall. Which one of those is uh, the most unrealistic or the most realistic? Which one or both? I, I think I think all of them are pretty realistic just because of the way that it goes down. You start looking at the NFL and what position they're looking at. Quarterback is always going to be in the conversation. If Quinn Ewers goes out there and have a great year, um, he could probably go a little bit higher. I love the fact that they're looking at JT, but I'm a little shocked that Worthy's not higher. You know, you talk about the wide receiver position and you look at a Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, we ended up finding out that he had a busted hand half of the season. So maybe that's a part of it, too, because he had a down what was considered a down year. I mean, by most, we were like, well, he's had good numbers. His numbers it was were a regression from his, yeah, from freshman, his freshman year. year. Yes. So but now I'm looking at it. I think he's going to be able to come back and be able to push it a lot more. Uh, if he can stay healthy. So that would be the one that I would think would be a little bit higher. I think the one that's honestly being hurt, guys, is J.T. Sanders. Because the, the tight end draft is going to be deep. Yep. It's a deep tight end draft coming out next year. That was a deep tight end draft this year. That also hurts you because teams that might have been wanting a high-level tight end may not. And I think every team probably should be looking for high-level tight ends. If they don't mm-hmm. have one, J.T. Sanders could fill that void. But I do think if they have... Uh, you know, kind of an embarrassment of riches at that position, uh, just overall in that draft. And I think with, with Brock Bowers, they're like Bowers three, is the one. They're like that's three or four high level yeah. tight ends coming out that'll that'll push him down potentially. Now I think he'll be better than most of them and test better than most of them. But Brock Bowers will definitely be the top tight end. There ain't no question yeah. coming out. Yeah. J T Sanders, he sh- J T Sanders this season. And if he doesn't, I'm gonna be a little upset with Sark. And I'll probably blame it on Coach Steven. If he doesn't end up leaving this season with all of the the records for tight ends at Texas, then something went wrong. Yep. Terribly. He's, he's this is your good. this is your Bijan. Yeah. This yeah. is your Bijan yeah, this some, year. Something went horribly wrong. Yeah. JT Sanders doesn't own basically almost every tight end record at Texas by the end of the next season. He's just that good. And he's already pretty close. Yep. I can give you the numbers. He's actually pretty close to all those a lot of those numbers already. So he and he needs to be more of a feature and focus in the passing game too. Yep. Um, so that's pro football focuses. Um, Dane Brugler, Dane Brugler's way too early mock draft. I like Dane Brugler. Dane Brugler's legit. Yeah, he, he does good. Doesn't he's athletic? Uh, his big boy's called the Beast or something mm-hmm. like that. The uh, Beast. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Yep. Uh, Quinn Ewers he has going with the tenth overall pick to Washington. Mm. Eric B. Enemy getting Quinn Ewers. I like it. Uh, he's got J T. Sanders. Going 24th overall to the Chargers. See, same spot, same team. That's different, wild. Different draft order. Different draft order. Got yep. to go into the Chargers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, actually, you know, that that makes a lot of sense, too. If Quinn Ewers is drafted 10th overall, that means Quinn Ewers had a hell of a season. Well, that's that's my that point. Means, that's see, why I keep saying it's, it's like, like one of the best quarterbacks in the country. So, Because everybody keeps saying, well, what makes you think that he had that type of year where you can get to that number? And it's like, again, guys – you expect them to come out and be better than what they were the year before. Mm-hmm. That is what the progression is for everybody. You, No matter who you root for, you would want those two guys to be better. And if you go back and you look at his numbers, his numbers weren't that bad. His numbers weren't that bad to compare to some of the guys that were drafted in the first round this year. So when you look at it that way – and you say, all right, he's going to be a lot better next year. He's already shown some maturity. He's changed the way he's gone about it, changed his body. 
Changed his hair. Changed, <laughs> changed his hair, changed his appearance. He looks more <laughs> professional, he definitely as they does. like to say. But I think that he's going to be a better quarterback. Yeah. Let's not think that this dude is not a good player. That's the problem with everybody. It's like automatic, oh, he's terrible. It's a five-star, bro. He's been out for an entire year. He was, he, And then he, he came was, back in. He was rated to be the highest-rated quarterback in the history of modern recruiting. So exactly. He's, he's got the raw materials. He's, he and, definitely and Sark has a – Almost a pristine reputation when it comes to quarterback development. It's one Thank thing you. that he can hang his hat on. So you got the quarter, the the, the the great quarterback nurturer, or one of them, and then you have the best set of raw materials, arguably at the quarterback position ding, ding. in the country. So a lot of people and a lot of skill talent around him. So a lot of people believe that it's it's going to be almost. <laughs> I ain't going to say it's inevitable that he will develop into being a high level quarterback, but it seems highly likely that he will. But if he doesn't. You got Malik. Yep. You got you got somebody that's <laughs> hey, ready to go. There is exact. There is there is there is yep. a contingency plan there. Malik looks pretty damn good, and the transfer portal is closed. Right. And he's staying. And he's here. So we like that's that. right. So that's um, a good thing. So exactly. If if y'all want to laugh about the Quinn Ewers thing, that's fine. This is Dane Brugler. So he. This is a very. I mean, this guy's well respected. And like I said, it, if you're taking it too seriously, then. Come on, guys. Let's not overthink it. That's why they titled way way too too early. early. (laughs) Even they understand now. All this is probably going to change. But it just gives you some of the kind of raw projections. Touchdown Wire, uh, they do a good job, too. They only have one Longhorn in their way too early mock draft, and that was X-Men. Got X-Men going 20th overall to the New Orleans Saints. I like it. Um, and uh, Sharp Football, who also does a really good job, Warren Sharp, he's got his way to early mock draft and only one Longhorn in his way to early mock draft, and that's X-Men. Yep. The 32nd pick to the Chiefs. Come on, man. Oh, he's got to pray that that happens. Yeah. He ends up with Patrick Mahomes throwing the football. Ooh, talk about, a, stretch talk out, about making a career. Yeah. Oh, man. That'd I'm be down great. with that. So out of the four that'd be mock, good for him. <laughs> that'd, be four, that'd be great for him. Yeah. Out of the four mock drafts that I looked at, Pro Football Focus, Dane Brugler, Touchdown Wire, Sharp Football, uh, X-Men is in three of the four, and JT and Quinn are in two of the four. Yep. So That's good. still good. High expectations for the Longhorns. That's really good for the Longhorns, and that's why when you start, I'm sure we're about to transition to David Pollock here, but that's why when you look at how all the people start talking about this Texas football team, the expectations, how would you go about it, that is why. You have a lot of talent on this football team, and now it's just a matter of executing and using the talent properly. Um, Real quick, though, before we move on, guys. Okay, I looked at – that's just looking at these way too early mock drafts. Like I said, way too early. Don't yep, take them yep, too yep, seriously. Yep, yep. But in the pro football focus one, the sharp football one, um, as well as the touchdown wire one, all of them have the first two picks all the same. It's the Cardinals picking one and two, picking Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison. That's that, that'll be beautiful for the Cardinals. They got Cardinals going one and two, which That's, means they're done with the the, the Kyler Murray experience. Oh yeah, it does. Also, it means that the Texans are really bad next year, which is not going to be the case. We know. Oh, but yeah, that's, that's right point. because they're that's right. I, we hope that. Yeah, we hope that we know <laughs> this team's doing great next year, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's back. <laughs> Y'all should see his face. Uh, He's like, guys, you, you know this is not going to be what you think it is. Wow, that was great. I wish we had like <laughs> he the, does. We do. Oh, we might He's have on to the bring Twitch. that back that's on right. the Twitch stream because <laughs> it, it, <laughs> he always had this this smile that it was so wide that it was like he's definitely forcing this smile. He's like, we're gonna be great. Guys, you know it's not going to be true because they're going to be great. <laughs> I've had that smile before. Yeah, yeah, about the exactly. I know you're, you were an oily 
Oilers fan too. Yes. <laughs> that smile. Oh, we were winning the playoffs this year. Wow, that was that was good. Okay, I hope so. I, I like the way you were, guys. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to be optimistic. I love it, man. He just he just got back in the bandwagon. He is not going to start being negative already. I love He's it. like, no, yeah, no, I'm it. not going to start talking talking trash about my new Texans because it's a new relationship now. He's dropping the old baggage. I like that, Patrick. I love it. Okay, real quick, guys. How about this though? So the Cardinals, remember, they became the first team since 1970, the AFL-NFL merger, to give, uh, basically to draft a quarterback in the first round in back-to-back years. Now, remember, the Colts did it when they drafted Elway in 83 after drafting a first-round quarterback in 82. But remember, John Elway didn't want to sign with the franchise, so then we got different issues. So the the Cardinals are going to do it again. Yep. Quarterback Mulligan. Right, they're gonna take another. Well, not, not, not back to back. That's my smart, point. They're gonna give up on their quarterback. Some would say prematurely, but they're gonna give them. The, so they already shown the um, propensity to give up on a quarterback early on, and now they're gonna give up on Kyler Murray after signing him to that long term deal. If indeed these way too early mock drafts come on come man. to fruition, it's way too early. They're not giving it up. It is way on. too early. They're gonna work. But something would you out. do? Would you do? Would you take Caleb? Hell to the yeah, Patrick? Would you take Caleb and drop the Kyler Murray thing? Yeah, yeah. Trade. So that's why. The, that's how the Texans yeah, gonna be yeah, a part of. I'd be trying to. Yeah, I'd be trying to trade Kyler Murray off. Be and be like, right now. I don't think anybody. That, that's gonna be the thing. Can you trade Kyler Murray? To yeah, if some, if someone will take him after the draft when they are like you know when they don't have their guy. Because again, He's, I know everybody still thinks there's gonna be like four good, four or five good quarterbacks in this draft. There will be probably two like pretty good prospects, and then some other guys that are question marks. Because that's how it is every year. Kyler Murray, he's such an acquired taste. He definitely is. And I just wonder what team is yeah. going to cover. I know, I know, some Somebody team will. will, but for the price tag too. And now, yeah. after you know a lot of the baggage about, you know, his uh, his his lack of professionalism, I should say. At yep. It, it yep. all depends on what that pri- that that price tag is. Mm-hmm. When you say, uh, "Do I give you a second and a and a fourth and a fifth? Like, if I, am I not giving up a first round pick for him because you just need to get rid of him? No, you can do what the Texans did with Brock Osweiler. Remember they gave up the second round pick oh. to the like, to the Browns. Like, I don't the, think he's at that level take yet. The I don't think he's at, give you draft capital. I do not think he's at Osweiler <laughs> level mistake yet. <laughs> he's not at Osweiler. The Brocopolis. He's not there oh. yet. No, I agree. But just I I do think the Cardinals if they get that number one overall pick, I don't know if they'll get one and two because I agree with Patrick on the Texans will be that bad. But I do think they'll give up on their um, they'll give up on Kyler Murray if they get that number one overall pick. And yep. right now they control the draft for 2024. Yeah, they got way more draft cap than everybody. I think the Bears and the Packers are behind them, but they are way ahead of the Bears and the Packers. Yeah, I it's, would agree with that. It is the Cardinals draft. I would agree with pretty that pretty much to screw up. Uh, okay, real quick, let's get to the uh, let's get to the Vegas odds because I think that will lead us into the David Pollock, and then we can get to Jared Saddle, who's coming up uh, next to talk about the Rangers and their winning ways. Which man, they just keep the winning going. They try to do their best. Everybody, yeah, I've been talking about talking some trash yep. on the Rangers. They thought it would. They thought it would be some kind of short term, uh, just you know, kind of flash in the pan start no to doubt. the season. No, there was some substance behind it. Hard they tried to tell y'all that. I tried to keep y'all in. He breast. tried to tell y'all him yep. and Chipper. Yeah, that Chipper on Hall yep. of Famer tried to tell y'all too. Uh, but we are gonna bring Jared Sandler on to talk about it as well. Uh, okay, so 2023 Vegas odds, gentlemen, for the Big Twelve Championship or the Big Twelve Conference winner, I should say, is the way they phrased it. Texas far and away best odds, not even close, plus 160. Oklahoma's at plus 300. Mm-hmm. Kansas State defending Big 12 champion at plus 750, uh, tied with TCU. 
And then Texas Tech, we all know it runs through Lubbock. We ain't gonna say what. <laughs> we ain't gonna say what runs through Lubbock, there but it, it runs through Lubbock. There it is. Uh, they're at plus nine hundred. Baylor at plus seventeen hundred. Oklahoma State at plus twenty two hundred. UCF at plus thirty five hundred. BYU at plus four thousand. Cincinnati at plus four thousand as well. And then there's Iowa State plus five thousand, along with Kansas. Kansas, that's that's good value at plus six thousand. Yeah. It, they're finished, you know, they're picked to finish, what, 10th in the Big 12? Uh, then West Virginia plus 7,000 and U of H. Ooh, people have no faith in Dana Hogerson. Man, he that, is out. He's on the way 8, out right now. I've got yeah. a buddy that played at U of H, and he tells me every single time, I can't wait for him to get out of here. <laughs> I can't wait for him. I would talk to him. I'm like, hey, man, you need to make sure you get us the suite ready. We coming down for the game. He's like, I'm not supporting that mess. I'm not supporting it. I was like, okay. No, you're right because they also, I mean, they've, they've had some complaints from players there as well. I'm like, if he wins, he'll be back. Yeah, if he of doesn't, course. I think he's on the hot seat. Speaking of, David Pollock, he recently uh, was <laughs> – he, and I got this from Joe Cook, so Joe Cook always does a great job. Uh, apparently, Joe Pollock was on game on College Game Day. Um, there's kind of a game of true-false, um, and he put it out. The prompt currently is Texas will win the Big 12 title this year, true or false. Uh, RG3 said true. Yep. Uh, Pete Thamel said, quote, I think the Big 12 champion this season will be the same one as last season. So he said K-State. Um, and then David Pollock said, not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> of course he did. Not a chance. He's not a big believer uh, at all. Okay, I'll say this for, to be devil's advocate here. How many Big 12 football championships has Texas won since the inception of the Big 12? What, 1996 or 7, whenever the hell it started? How many, how many have they won? Three, right? Okay. That's, not, that's why Three. he said it. That's okay. why and that, many, I saw him when he said they, it. How many have they competed for? Yeah. Like uh, seven? Was it that many? I think because okay, okay, you have the they won the initial one, right? They yep, won the, the yep, initial yep. one. That's with Matt, Bucky, wasn't it? I competed for two when I played. We yep. in '99 against Nebraska and against Colorado, so that was two. And then '05, you win it. Oh, right. Was 05, the Nebraska 09, game? Was the Nebraska game the one that was in in? Uh, yeah, that, Texas. Like Mac Brown early on had a. I think but, but that wasn't the one. No, 99. that was Colt. I was thinking of Colt. Yeah. Uh, so that's five. Then you. Um, you have basically the de facto game in 2013, Max, last yep. year, because yep. if he wins it, they win the Big 12, doesn't win it. Then you have Tom Herman's at seven. That's it. Yeah. So seven times. Oh, my gosh. So if people are like, man, get the hell out of here, man. You're just a Texas hater. Oh. He's like, actually, he's not a Texas hater. <laughs> the truth is oh my the God. facts are on his side. And if you go look at I'm recent history – Recent history would tell you Texas is not going to win the Big 12. We know Texas is going to win the Big 12, and they should compete for the Big 12 every damn year. But Oklahoma runs this conference. It's their conference. Yeah. It'd be sweet to win the first one and the last one, which is what Sark should do. And I think this year they are going to compete for the Big 12 championship. Whether they win it or not, different discussion. But, I mean, can't hate on the man too much for saying not a chance. Uh, He's just going off history. Yeah, that's so true. And three out of seven. I mean, yeah, that's 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 a lot of numbers. And Oklahoma is, you know, everything. They keep saying it runs through Lubbock, but it just don't run there. Yeah. So, like I guess, yeah. you know what? But start this year, I think the expectation is that you should compete for a Big 12 title. Yeah. That's oh, it. Oh, no doubt about it. I, I'm not going to say you should win it, but you should compete for one. I agree. All right, let's uh, get to what you got coming up in Harsh Knock Life. We're going to talk to our man, Jared Sadler, voice of the Texas Rangers. He's going to talk to us about what's going on in Arlington and how I get to introduce him again as the first place Texas Rangers. I like that. Uh, yeah. All right, we come back. We'll have Harsh Knock Life right here. We'll talk Rangers right here on Ball Don't Lie. I want to put on the horn. 
Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks, but in front of y'all, I'm gonna speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problems. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to the Top of the Charts Tuesday edition of Bar Don't Lie. It's your boy Harbaugh Hard. You can follow me on Twitter at Harbaugh Hard. You can follow my man Rob Babers at Rob Babers. And you can follow the man behind the glass at It's Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show. Hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. And joining us on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline is a man that has been you know, pretty pretty happy these days. You can follow him and listen to him on the Rangers call uh, through all the stations. You can follow him on Twitter at Jarrett Sandler on Twitter. Jarrett, how you doing, buddy? Fellas, what's going on? Excited doing to be great, able brother. to say the first place Texas Rangers. <laughs> They're in first place in the West. They're seventeen and eleven at uh through in the season. But the last ten games they've gone five hundred, but they're eleven and five at home. April was good to the Rangers. What should we expect in May? Well, Mike, I'm I'm sorry. Rod, I, I couldn't understand Mike. Can you Rod, can you tell me what place the Rangers are in right now, if you don't mind? I believe it is first. I believe it's first. Yes, okay. sir. Right. Yeah. Hey, thank you. Yeah. I just wanted to get confirmation. No. Uh, it pains me. It pains I, you me. Know, you, 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 you can always just throw the, what's it, like six straight division titles in my face if you'd like. But I just <laughs> get it out of there. I, I know you've got the trump card on me here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, April is a great month. You know, you make you make the moves that the team made, not just this past off season, but last off offseason. Uh, and, you know, there's now even more excitement because of what took place this offseason with the revamped pitching staff. And, you know, at the end of the day, over 162 games, I, I generally believe a team is going to be, uh, you know, whatever number is fit with their talent. And so you might get off to a good start. You might get off to a slow start. But you're eventually going to get to where you're going to be. Uh, but I do think that when you're an organization that has uh, really not played competitive baseball and fought for a postseason spot since 2016 – and you're trying to reconnect with a fan base, you're trying to re-energize a fan base, first impressions are huge. Uh, I, I don't think it's insignificant that the Rangers won on opening day. It's not the most significant thing in the world, but I think that was, that was of some significance. Uh, and then to have a great first month and to do it with some big crowds like they had against the Yankees, I think is also significant. Uh, because, like I said, first impressions are important. They stick, and uh, for a team that's trying to prove that you know they are here and uh, not going anywhere, uh, I think to, to have a good first impression for this fan base, I think is uh, of some level of importance. And to whatever degree the players need a little bit of a confidence boost after you know again six years of uh, just being, for lack of a better word, irrelevant. Uh, you know, I think getting off to a great start is important for that purpose as well. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I want to talk about this, um, the Texas pitching staff. they got an ERA of uh, 3.43. They've only got one complete game, and that just happened just recently with Uvalde uh, against the Yankees. But I wanted to bring up Jacob DeGrom. People have been asking about it. He was placed on the 15-day DL. He's had a history of uh, injuries here, and that was the risk, right? When you go out and get a guy like that, you want to take the risk of, hey, this guy's going to go out there and pitch well for us, give us a chance to win our division, but we also might have to put him on a DL from time to time. How are, how are things looking for right now for the Rangers and Jacob DeGrom? Yeah, I mean, I think 
not to not give you a good answer. I, I just I think we'll know more at the end of the, the week uh, because that's when they plan on reassessing what progress he has or has not made. I think there is optimism that because it's inflammation and nothing structural, yeah. uh, which is something he's experienced in the past before, that this could be a quick stint on the injured list. Uh, but a lot of it depends on how he responds. You know, in the past when he's had a quick trip on the IL with the Mets for something similar, it's because he's responded well, the inflammation has gone down, and, you know, they deemed that he was fit to pitch. There's never a guarantee, but I think there's optimism that that's going to be the case, but we'll probably know more uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, some sometime around then. We're talking to Jared Sandler, and you can follow him on Twitter at Jared Sandler. And Jared, before we let you go, I know you're kind of on a tight schedule, and you got some things you need to take care of before the game tonight. But I wanted to ask you about Josh Young. I mean, this guy is somebody. He's batting two seventy. He's got six home runs. He's he's right there at the top. He leads all rookies in hits, homers, RBIs, and runs scored. Uh, what 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 can we expect for him even more so once the season really gets going? Is this going to be something that's sustainable? Yeah, and and first of all, I apologize that you know I have to cut this short. We're uh, we're adding Ezekiel Duran on the pregame. We need a translator uh, just so that he's fully comfortable. And so, got to got you know a few schedules we got to line up. So I apologize for that. But no, uh, you're fine. Yeah, I mean Josh Josh has been great. You know, we should learn here in the next day or two who the American League Rookie of the Month. Uh, is for the month of April, and I think Josh has got a really good chance uh, to be that guy. You know, he just set a franchise record for home runs and RBIs through the end of April by a rookie. Uh, and, you know, I think you look at the Rangers' lineup, uh, it was important that Josh Young uh, produce because they have him smack dab in the middle of that order. And, you know, there were questions at the beginning of the year, hey, you know, this could be a good lineup, but are they going to be top-heavy? And some of the guys who could change that and, and give them depth uh, have performed well, and, and none more so than Josh Young. Uh, and it's not just at the plate, too. He's been really good defensively. Uh, that's been really fun to watch. You know, he doesn't have the strongest arm, but it's a very accurate arm. He's done a really nice job coming in on balls. He's shown good range to both his left and his right. So just in general, I mean, you can nitpick. You know, he's swinging and missing a decent amount. The strikeout numbers are high. Yep. But if you just look at the, the finish, you know, the total product through the month of April, uh, I don't know that you could have envisioned, you know, within reality, within, you know, realistic possibilities, it going any better for Josh and for the Rangers. And Garcia is definitely living up to his all-star caliber type of play, leading the team with eight home runs and 30 RBIs as well, and playing some really good right field also. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, he's – there's some guys who they just have a knack for driving and runs, and – you, know, you look at Adolis' RBI numbers this year and last year, uh, and and even his first year in 2021. He just he is, he finds a way to get guys in, and um, he's a major league RBI leader for a reason. He's had some big hits, uh, and then obviously that big three home run uh, game uh, a week and a half ago was a lot of fun too. But he's been a lot of fun, and you know he's the guy who still gets the loudest cheers from the fans. He's the most electric player. Uh, he's the one that I think fans, you know, really connect with just because of the emotions, and uh, it, that's definitely been really rewarding to watch him now be able to do this on a team that's been winning some games. Well, we appreciate you taking the time. I know you're a busy man, and we'll get we'll get you back on when you have more time as well, man. And keep keep doing a great job. We love listening to you, and hopefully the Rangers will be in first place, and you can give Rod a little bit more crap, right? <laughs> 
Yeah, I appreciate those. Thanks so much for having <laughs> me on. You, you got it. You got it. Thanks. There he is, Jarrett Sandler. You can follow him on Twitter, at Jarrett Sandler. And he's right. When you start looking at this Rangers lineup and how they're piecing it together, and we didn't even get a chance to get into this, they're doing it without Corey Seager. Corey mm-hmm. Seager is still out. He be, he should be getting ready to do a rehab stint. We might see him here in Round Rock. He might go to Frisco. Uh, but he might come down here and get some at-bats before he can go back up there. He's doing an interview with uh, uh, Duran here, who's been playing a little bit more shortstop because of the injury mm-hmm. to him. And they've been holding it together. They still haven't really hit their stride yet because they're still, as he talked about, you know, Josh Young is swinging and missing. He's got 35 strikeouts to seven walks. That's not what you want to see. But as a big third baseman, he's still batting 270, mm-hmm. you know, and he's driving in some runs. And then you look at uh, Garcia in the outfield. He, too. 27 strikeouts, nine walks, but he's driving in 30 runs. I mean, there, there there's some swing and miss rates that are there that you don't really want to see, but that's Major League Baseball. That's it baseball, is, period. Mm-hmm. That's, how baseball drive, that's how baseball go right now, <laughs> and that is what they're doing. And I want to give a shout-out to their catcher, Jonah Haim. He's doing a great job. I've been a big fan of Huff the catcher in Round Rock, and I thought he was going to be the guy, but Haim is keeping him away from him. He's batting 300, leading the team in batting average, um, not counting Corey Seager. So he's been a, done a good job behind the plate. So this is a team that they look like they're built to last, but you still got to make sure that uh, Jacob deGrom is is healthy. That's the other part. What's the most surprising thing about the range because you said you saw it, you saw yep. them being much improved, and you yep. was like, No, it's going to be su- sustainable. You just don't know how they're going to be, you know, a play a team that's going to make a playoff push, but you said, No, they're going to be much improved. Uh, what's the most surprising thing about the turnaround for the Rangers? I think it's more of the camaraderie that they've been able to form. I think it's, mm-hmm. you know, you're bringing in different guys, different attitudes. You bring in Bruce Bochy. Bruce Bochy, the calming voice, a champion, a guy that's been around this game for quite some time. And the pitching staff, Mike Maddox, he's in there handling the pitching staff. I didn't even bring up Martin Perez, who's 4-1. and And, you know, we were talking about him a lot last year and what he was able to do, the consistency and the rotation. I mean, we were talking about them as uh, a 3.43 ERA. Martin Perez has a 2.41 ERA. And he's not even getting the conversation because everybody's talking about DeGrom. Because they deal him, man. Right. Yeah. And then Uvalde getting the first complete game of the season for the Rangers. You know, the games kind of change where they're they're breaking it up in segments. And you very rarely have these guys that are able to go deep into the ball game. Well, Uvalde was the one that did it. And mm-hmm. so now maybe they start stretching some guys out. Dunning has been a good job, doing a good job for them as well, getting uh, two victories. And, you know, just, just these little pieces that, again, Bruce Bochy is able to piece together and them to continue to win. It is uh, it's bad news for the Astros. Yeah, that, especially with and, the injuries, too. And, exactly. We yeah. know the Astros are going to find their way. They've started slow, so I'm not panicking and freaking out. But they didn't have to start slow with the Rangers starting fast. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it was a start, slow start, and then they had to deal with the Rangers slow start, and the Angels have always been a mess. Yep. But with the Rangers start, you know, that puts maybe a little bit of pressure on the Astros in that division. Let me ask you this. If, with, with all the moves that the Rangers have been move, making through the last two off seasons, Shohei mm-hmm. Otani is still out there. Ooh. 
Shohei Otani's out there. That's crazy. He's gonna be a free agent. He's gonna be a free agent. Man, he's about to. Man, he's about to break the bank. <laughs> That's my question. Do you think the Rangers will make another push to get another big arm and a bat? At the same I mean, time, is everybody going to be competing? It's there just, are, but I mean, who's, I mean, you talking about going up against the Yankees and the, yeah, right? The Dodgers which, are going to be trying. Which to we get hadn't even talked the about spenders. the Yankees yet all about the how sp- the injuries that they have right now. They ha- they got a mash more than the Astros. More than the Astros, yeah. and the Yankees may don't they don't have the money that they used to have, right? Because it's inherited money, and so it's different money now. And, and they, they paid Aaron it. Judge a lot of and it. And don't forget John Carlos right. Stanton's on that team as well. But, Another guy that's hurt. But if we want to talk New York, the Mets also have a lot of money. Ooh, they do, and they, they do. might be in play for it as well. Oh, yep. that's a good one. Yeah, because the little brother in New York is always more desperate than. In the other teams, because remember, like the were, Jets, the Jets are always more desperate because they got yep. the Giants to worry about, and the Mets are always more yeah. desperate because they got the Yankees to worry remember about. Remember they, remember yeah. they were going to spend all of that money uh, on Carlos Correa this off season, yes. and then backed out last minute. Yep, yeah, I'm oh. sure if they were going to spend that much on Carlos Correa, they're they'd up that price a lot because <laughs> you're going to get him on the mound and you're going to get him at the plate. Well, and and he's, I mean, like Carlos Correa, I love, but. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. It, it's, it's a, a whole level. other level. That's <laughs> well, right. And, you know, getting back to, you know, not, not saying the little brother in that, that market, man, now you're competing for the for headlines in the sports realm. You're complete, competing against the Knicks, who now yep. are a playoff Knicks yep. team. Yep. You're competing against the Jets, who got Aaron Rodgers. Yep. The Giants, who are a playoff team. Uh, the Yankees, who are the freaking Yankees. Yep. Yep. Man, you got you to do something to get some headlines. Yeah. People can forget all about the Mets Quickly. in New York City right now. That's why Brooklyn's in the house. Brooklyn's in the house. Not no more. <laughs> <laughs> Not no more. <laughs> oh, that's yep. great. No, you're right. That was yeah, you're right. That was sexy for a minute. Yeah, for a hot minute. Hot minute. Yeah. Oh, well, there were Kyrie oh, the and KD. Oh man, and, and Jay Z. Yeah, Jay Z. Yeah, you had they everybody. Even, they even lost the. Com- did the commissioner of the Big Twelve used to be a part of? Yeah, that's like, right. That's the, right. The, the Rock Nation. Nation. Yeah, right. I will tell oh, you though. Here's, Nation, here's the crazy right? part: is but they right? were better at the end of the season than they were with all those guys because they were all playing. Yeah, that's true. And they cared. And they, and they played. <laughs> I mean, you got some right. good young players yep. in Brooklyn right now <laughs> that if they had a piece or two in there, yeah, they, they could be, be real dangerous in a whole different way. They and I really co- like Jacques. The right they got Jacques Vaughn. Jacques Vaughn, yes. and they're, yes. they're redoing the coaching staff now with Jacques Vaughn's guys. Yeah. Because those were Steve Nash's guys. It's a good story. No, I'm with you on that. Yep. Um, okay, let's uh, good stuff there from uh, Jared Sandler and also uh, good baseball talk there, Harge. All right, we come back. We'll get into the flex on the other side. <sighs> Do you guys listen to Jack Harlow? So I know who I know the name. We know, know who he name? is. You know no. who he is. We know the name. Have you heard his latest uh, proclamation? Oh man, come on. Okay. He's talking about white rappers. He is one, so technically he can talk about them. Oh, we're going to hey, he's got get something the to say about te- the white rapper. Hey, get the Specs text line ready. <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss white rappers, I guess. We come back. We'll get to that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful Nothing Horn. DD Mega Doo Doo. I'm sorry. Mangoodoo. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Deli Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a brain bag comb. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in, the, good sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back. Jabal Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Hey, you guys, uh, Charge, you are you're a betting man. I am. 
You bet on the Kentucky Derby? I do. I will. I haven't bet I yet. I do. I will. I mean, I, I have. <laughs> don't. Don't. I was don't part. Tempt me. I was part of <laughs> the one. I will. I was like, <laughs> are you? Are you? Are you trying to? I don't know me? the way you say it. You, you want to put down a bet if I'm on bet? I <laughs> like he was ready to bet me. I was like, I was just asking. I was part of the. I thought I was a winner, except for when they had the horse disqualified a few oh. years ago. I had oh. literally just pulled in my driveway. Had the winnings. And my boy was getting ready to pick up my money for me. And he said, hold up. There's been a moment where they are holding because of a technicality. And I guess the horse ran out of the lane or something like that and messed oh, it up. Oh, you're right. Yeah. That was uh, my horse. Yeah, I mean. I'm, I, I, Hardest I, I, horse is always cheating. Man, yeah, that's I what think, I'm trying to get there. <laughs> I think you got to bet on it to get into it, really. So yeah, I'm yeah. thinking about now trying to place a little bet just to get yeah, into just it. just to think, get into it. Just man. to get into it. Yeah. Uh, they, they released all the, like the, obviously the field yep. of horses. And, oh, I forget, because Colonel Flowers actually. Yes, he, he does. He has he a does group well. that has a horse in the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. yeah. Like him and From his. From my wa- wa- Don't Tell My Wife's Don't Tell tables. My Wife's Tables, yeah. which is pretty that damn That is good. hilarious. Actually, I, I, I know of another business owner here in Austin who has a horse in the stables. I don't know if I can. I'll have to ask if I can give out the information. I don't know if he wants public knowledge or anything like that. But let let me know what horses. I he will is. actually. I'm going to yeah. ask because uh, yeah, I was told the other be day. A part of this. Yes, and I, I I like I said I just want want to blat it out, put it out there, and blather it out there, and then not be sure they want that out there for common. Consumption, I should say, for yeah. the common knowledge. Or common folk, uh, But I do like the names. <laughs> yeah, for common folk. Yeah, common folk ain't the ones who got horses in there. I will say that. It ain't, for, it ain't really for common folk. Uh, okay, real quick, okay, before we get to the Jack Harlow thing, uh, the, your favorite name. Here's some of the names. Two Fields, okay. Kings Barnes, Ray's Kane, uh, Jace's Road, uh, Confidence Game. Ooh, that's a good I think one. that's one of them. I think that's, that's it. it. Is that Colonel that Flowers is. one? That's it. I think it's Confidence that's Game. That's it. That confidence does sound game. familiar right that there. That is it. Uh, verifying Sun Thunder, Derma Sodagaki. Huh? I'm sure I screwed that up. Uh, yeah, that's 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 what the spelling says. Okay. I'm sure I missed. Oh, it said, no, it's probably a dermatologist. He, dermatology owner Hiroyuki Asanamu, a dermatologist. Uh, all of his horses start with the prefix Derma. Yeah. There you go. So actually it was that. Uh Skinner and uh, Continuer. Mage Reincarnate. Disarm. I like Reincarnate. I'm gonna I put some too. money no, on no, that. That one. sounds pretty fun. It does, <laughs> yeah. That sounds pretty hit, fun. Hit show. Uh Tap It Trice. Oh yeah, I'm not that one. That one does sound pretty good. <laughs> That's what they said. Hey, they yeah. were talking about the blue chew. Tap it twice. <laughs> 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 Trice, actually. Oh, yeah, hey, man. Go. See there? There <laughs> you go. Uh, we're getting Larson Pippen area. I don't even know if I pronounced it correctly, but well, that's likes good it. job right there. Practical Move, Lord Miles, uh, Rocket Can, uh, Forte, and Angel of Empire. Ooh, I like Angel I like of those Empire. names. I like those names. Uh, yeah, I like Angel of Empire. That's good. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right about uh, Confidence Game Confidence is Game definitely is the one. I'll figure yeah. out the one for the other Austin business owner tomorrow so we can divulge that information. Okay. It might be hit it trice. It might, it might be. That is t- it, it, I, get, <laughs> I don't know if I said it correct. Now you got me so conscious about whether I pronounced it correctly or not. I like it. Tap I like it. it trice. Uh, okay, do you guys know about Jack Harlow, he's a rapper. Yep. He came out with a new album. This he's, he's in White week. Man Can't Jump. Yes, he is. He yep. exactly. He's want to play the Woody Harrison character in White Man Can't Jump. Exactly. Yep. Um, well, he dropped his new album, Jack Man, on Friday. It's a weird name. Okay. Jack Man, and apparently in one of the lyrics in Jack Man, uh, he claims that he is the second greatest uh, 
a Caucasian rapper behind Eminem. Okay. Yeah. Thoughts? I well, who is Eminem is obviously the greatest rapper uh, from our Caucasian brothers and sisters, no doubt. I, w- I, w- I would like to strongly. Is there a second? That. Who's the strong second for this? Okay, so I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't made my little list. You have a list? Yeah, I do. Hard has a list. You know, I'm big. I'm big time. I'm a big fan of Paul Wall. You Paul Wall is underrated. Yep, he is. I think he, he would be. I, I can put him in there. Better than Paul Wall, I though, like right? G-Eazy. G-Eazy's not bad. I like G-Eazy. Don't you think the Beastie Boys are better than Be- Paul Wall? Beastie Boys are number two to me. They're like in the Hall of Fame, right? And I like Everlast. I don't even know who that is. Oh, uh, yeah. Everlast from House of Pain? House of Pain. Oh, okay. I know House of Pain. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if I... I, I don't no, know no, I but he had, his all, he had his own. Yeah, well, he did. He did Whitey Ford Sings the Blues afterwards yeah. and had some hits on that. But yeah, yeah he was he, he was big, especially hip-hop was, right. yep. was House of Pain. I don't know Pain. if I'm a... I don't know if it's individual artistry nope. is what I'll recognize as all-time great. I understand. <laughs> hey, man. But I like House of Pain. I do like House of Pain. I do like that. Mac Miller. Should throw in the conversation. I like Mac. Have you ever, in, have you ever heard of NF before? No. He's actually not bad. He actually doesn't cuss. He's like a rapper that doesn't cuss at oh, all. Oh, so he's the white. He's PG thirteen. Uh, he's the white Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually really good though. Do we put Post Malone in this conversation? He can be in there. I know he's hot right now. People love Post Malone. Yeah, I actually like some Post Malone songs. Yeah, y'all got to get Beastie Boys some more props. I love name. Beastie Boys. That's my Boy, era. Be, yeah. I was. I had to take. I think Beastie Boys might be right behind Eminem. I'm, I'm right doing. there with you. I'm just saying. Yeah, but I'm old. All right. You and remember? I, you remember Lee? That used to work at the other station. He was a he was a marketing guy. I think yes, I do. I, I used to call him G Easy every time I talked to him. I used to call him G Hey G Easy. I need to talk to you. I need to go. I, I need I need to introduce you to somebody G Easy. And the people would be like, he does look like G Easy. I'm like, yeah, he does. I gotta go look at G Easy yeah. now. See, oh, he, I just saw the picture yeah, of G Easy. He looks like Lee. Maybe that does look like Lee. Actually, <laughs> uh, all right, good stuff. There, we we'll come back. We'll get into NBA news, notes, and nuggets. We'll review Nuggets and Celtics wins. Also, we'll preview big matchup tonight between the Warriors and the Lakers. I'm an old man, but I'm standing up late for that <laughs> one. He. Uh, we we'll also get into the MVP announcement. I believe like it's also going to be made tonight. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. Right here on 104.9 The Horn.